Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And we are somewhere really cool that uh, many people have seen before. Yeah, I say, if those of you who are listening and not watching, you can't see the Porsche behind me. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. It's a very pretty place to be. It doesn't talk much, but it says a lot to me. It does. It yes. does say a lot to me. Well, yes. well, well, well said. We yeah. Uh, so we are coming from Griot's Garage. Or Griot's Motors. Or Griot's Motors. <laughs> I did it first. <laughs> I you was going to say, like, I was like, I'm the one that prepped it. And I, like, I know. We, know I'm, yeah. we were going to say we were joking about who was going to screw it up first. It's me. It's, yeah. I think that kind of screwed you over on that we one. We are at Griot's Motors in the garage. We are at Griot's Motors in the Griot's Motors garage. How's that? Ah, that works. Okay. Yes. Uh, Interviewing uh, a wonderful uh, good friend of ours, who's the kind of the third, the third leg of, of the the Grios family. Uh, <laughs> terrible way to put it. <laughs> nope, but we're going with we're it. We're going no, with no. it. So uh, they're going to love that, Philip Grio. But um, first, we we have kind of an interesting tip. Yeah. I mean, so we our Carter Automotive Group tip of the week, as always. Uh, but we thought we would incorporate our friends at Grios. Sure. Uh, they have a I new. I don't know where that idea came from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> no inspiration around us at all. Nope. So a lot of you are uh, cleaning with Griot's products. Of course, if you are part of the Avance team, you get a good discount on your Griot's products. And they have a new product out. It's called it's a surface prep. Which is, I mean, I, I was looking at it thinking, you know, that'd be great to not only use in your car, but like everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a cleaner. It's a, it's a degreaser as well. And uh, basically, anytime you're going to do ceramic, ceramic coating, wax, if you're going to really clean a car up, you're not just going to wash it. Um, that's obviously step one, wash it, get a clean surface. But this is what you want to put down first. This preps the surface, as the name implies. It's Shocking. A great, I mean, it took them a while to come up with that name. Yeah. You know that. It's like, what, what, it's prepping the surface. What should we, or surface, surface, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you want to use one of these to get the surface ready to apply, say, especially like a ceramic coat, wax, anything like that. This is, gives you a great base layer to start with. This is like a brand new product from them. I brand, think brand new product. Like, yeah. Pretty blue. Yeah. And as usual, probably smells delicious. I'm sure. <laughs> don't, t- don't that, eat it. Don't eat the product. have to How many that? times do I have to tell myself that? No matter how much you want no. to. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, it also works great for basically cleaning anything. It's a great surface prep for a degreaser for around the house, um, cleaning anything. As I've found, a lot of my Griot's products are because they smell a lot better than my household products. Now, I know that's not how they're tested or how they're implied, so that's not coming from Griot's. That's coming from me. No, but it but helps after you, cl- after you clean something. I mean, there's so many cleaners in your, in your house and in your car that don't smell good. Yeah. Or they smell so good, but they don't do anything. So I think that's kind of the other side of things. Yeah, I use yeah. the interior cleaner around the house. I'm not talking about Griot's. I'm talking about... Other yeah. inferior products. Inferior. <laughs> yes. Well, just household cleaning yeah. products in general smell awful. Yes. I mean, for the most part. And like you said, if they don't smell awful, they don't usually do anything. And Dan and I have gone around and smelled a lot of household products. So <laughs> we want you to know we've really prepped that. So, yeah. Exactly. Yes. But uh, with, Squirrel. with that, check that out. If you're an Avance member, you obviously get a discount with our friends at Griot's. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, use that next time you're getting ready to prep your car for especially winter's coming. It's funny because it's, you know, like 90 degrees out today. But in a month and a half, we know it'll just be raining again. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, which would be nice. After 90 but. today, it took us uh, almost an hour and 40 minutes to get here, so yeah. Well, we're not on fire yet. Yet. Knock on wood. But yeah. yeah. Well, where you're, where you're going is, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. But uh, without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm excellent. How are you? Thank I'm, you for I'm doing having great. us down, finally. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know, I mean, everybody pretty much knows Griot's Garage, but a lot of this is, uh, Griot's Motors is somewhat newer i mean i think dan yeah. and i saw this place it's got well it, everything seems like it was a it was like yesterday but it was probably yeah. two years ago probably oh, it's, pre- been a, it's been a fast two years i yeah. feel like uh yeah. you know the we opened in 2020 started uh, building the building or kind of restoring this building 
2018, finished February 2020, right right in time for the big COVID wave. <laughs> We're open. We're closed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that was how it felt. Yeah. And it was a little scary opening that door, um, watching you know the rest of the world kind of close down. But it was me, two other employees, and we had plenty of time to organize and and store things and this no one was out and it was a car guy's dream i mean it yeah. is just down here we have like i said we were down here i think right before you opened like because i don't yeah. think you, you were starting to work on well i think you had one of nick's cars in here i think that was like <laughs> the, the jeep or something like that it was like grand grand wagoneer might might have been we were we've okay. worked on that yeah here and there uh you know he it's a kind of a project uh, it's a project yeah. he, he does as much as he wants at home and then brings it to us to when he reaches a wall that he can't get through <laughs> so for those of you that don't know um we're we're on the griot's property we're right directly are we south or where are we at yeah we are next door next yeah. door we're next door say, we're, we're next door we're to the flag the flagship to, store yeah, here yeah. in tacoma yeah. um if you blinked you wouldn't know it's here which is probably why they, they have it here yeah um yeah but uh give a, a basic overview of what you guys do here yeah so Grizz motors is essentially like an umbrella company that has four core uh business models that we service co- uh, clients with it's the two main ones are restoration and sales and consignment um the uh, the more support uh services we do are are detailing and storage um, and what we, you know, originally hoped to do, and I think we are doing well, is kind of provide a one-stop shop for every, you know, insane enthusiast needs if they need to store a car, hide it from their significant <laughs> other, or in my dad's case themselves, uh, <laughs> uh, they need a service or restore, you know, a, a family car, a collector car, a show car, um, and then if they ever have any any needs to buy, sell, um, upgrade, trade down, trade across, uh, you know, that's, that's something that we have done for a really long time. Um, and it's just something that, you know, when I, when I started working in the back of Grio's, Grio's garage in Grio's motors, the, the collection, um, which is what it was called and why we brought the name out, um, brought it down here. Uh, that's what we were doing. We were restoring Richard's personal cars. We were, uh, buying, selling cars, um, you know, kind of traveling around the U.S. And, and, and showing up at events and having a good time. And I wanted to see if that would be a model that we can use to serve clients outside of Richard. So, I mean, we've, we've been blessed with having the, the what, what I would always called the back room tour at the flagship yeah. store. And I always noticed how his collection moved closer and closer to the lifts and, and yeah. <laughs> you were getting less and less oh, space. Yeah. So yeah. I understand why you guys came down and, because this building was here, correct? Yeah. So yeah. this is a, this is an old uh, moving company. So it had a massive, you know, it has a, like, I think 30 foot high ceiling. They were stacking boxes to the top at a, you know, a storage building already built in. We just recited it with new steel and, um, you know, all the money went into the, the shop in here. And the first step was to essentially expand our, you know, we were in, the, because we were in the back of Greer's garage in the middle of the collection, you know, we were painting cars and Richard would come out and be like, you know, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> There's overspray everywhere. And we were doing our best. You know, we made a homemade uh, exhaust fan. And <laughs> Good uh, thing we have some products for that. We yeah, can get that yeah. off. <laughs> well, you know, Dad, if you made a product, like, I don't know, a fan or something or a booth. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we yeah. were detailing cars, like, every week. Sure. Just, and, and so, you know, we, we essentially got the boot and um, needed to find a place where we could permit a paint booth. 
continue to paint. Um, he booted you out of the store while detailing his cars. This is, exactly, you know, a yeah. circular exactly. argument. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, restore that, paint that. Yeah, oh, just wait, don't do it here. It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were homeless, and uh, you know, we looked, we looked around, and um, this place was a natural fit. It was just, it literally right as we were we were looking, a couple couple other properties fell through, um, and we just this came up on the market like right when we were doing the little mopey joe you know yeah you're like well how convenient yeah Yeah. exactly exactly so i'll just kick i'll just kick this rock down the hill oh it hit a building hey wait a minute yeah Yeah. and it was a disgusting building i mean it was like you know sunflower yellow you know (laughs) had blackberry bushes growing through everything had some wood you know sheds hanging off it like little you know skin tags and we just came and shaved it all off uh you paint a vivid picture. Yeah, you know, that's that's like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry if, I, if anyone is eating. No, we're good. Yeah, skin tags on buildings in case you didn't yeah. catch that the first I, time. I could have said a tick. Oh, or absolutely. No, skin tag works ten times better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I apologize. No, no. It was gross. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah. Uh, speaking of family stuff, I'm switching it just to you on the camera and expanding a little bit. So behind you, this is your grandpa, grandfather's truck, right? Yeah, yeah. So he sent, he, we... Uh, you know, occasionally do a little uh, family project for my grandpa. We just sent him a, a FJ forty seven that he drives around, and we had to you know custom fabricate a, almost a full stair set up into the car because he's you know just about to hit ninety years old and okay. he needs to be able to get in his car. Bunch of custom handrails so he can get in, but it's a manual. He drives it around. He puts his farm dog in, drives it around, and what we took back was his little uh, scout, and you know we're we're trying to rebuild it for him. And he he's in Illinois. No, he's in Orcas. Orcas. Yeah. Oh, I'm Orcus sorry. Orcas okay. Island. Yeah, he's up. He's not too far away. Okay. We, uh, we just got back from the Fourth of July uh, family gathering. And, nice. Um, I love Orcas Island. It's one of my favorite places. That yeah. and Lopez. So. Yeah, yeah, I just saw the the plates at Illinois there. So yeah. that's, that's what threw me off there. Yeah, and uh, you know. Period correct. Made thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, previously restored by another shop, and we've just gone through. Um, he parks it down where he sells a lot of his eggs and produce and everything like that, and it's a fixture of his of the farm and it's hasn't been running very well. So we're just going to go through it and give them the old it's family about time. Treatment. You guys stepped up and did exactly. something to your grandfather. Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. No. It's kind of a shame. Yeah, it's a 35 international though. Yeah. That's funny. We just, yeah. uh, we just talked to some interna- international scout restorers yeah. last week. Yeah. And so. I, I listened to that podcast yeah. uh, in preparation. That guy's awesome. Does some great work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are surrounded by, Triumphs. We've got uh, GT3, uh, GT3 RS. We've got a 328. We've got a Porsche. What? Okay, what is this? Wait, is that a two or a three? Three. Two or three. I, that's a two. two. That's a two. I was going to say. How dare I? That's a two. Uh, Datsuns. I mean, it, it, really, I mean uh, Land Rovers, uh, Jeeps. There's really not much you won't touch here. And I mean, as far as, you know, like you said, you, you, you consult your clients first when helping them buy these things, and then you kind of help them restore them as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. and we've seen, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, I, I would say when we were, um, you know, it, it, I, I think it's where trends are going, to be honest, but the majority of the cars that we've been working on in the last two years are in some, fi- in some form a modified car, um, you know, resto mod, something that has right. had... Uh, and it's funny that the last podcast you did, you know, he, his business is kind of modding, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk scouts, but yeah. he also talked about, you know, Porsches and, um, Range Rovers and everything. And that's kind of what we're seeing a lot of right now. And 
I don't, is it a long-term trend, short-term trend? I don't know. But um, most of the cars are swapped. I mean, every car outside of the TR6 is looking around. And, the, of course, the Porsche and the yeah. Ferraris are all swapped. Um, the, the International has a 240D. Uh, no, I was I was going to ask about that because they, they had terrible, yeah. terrible yeah. yeah, no, so it's uh, it's swapped as well, and um, it's something that you know we have a lot of fun doing. Yeah, I think the question you were starting to ask is, do you you know you go through with every client? And so first thing we do for restoration and sales is you know we want to know what the end end use is going to be, um, and really make sure that people understand that these cars are. They're old cars, and even when fully restored, they're new old cars, and they're yeah. still uh, slow. Uh, well, some of them rip. Um, you know, the 240Z is incredibly light, incredibly quick, um, but it's not gonna. It's not like the GT2 RS where you're kind of, you know, you're scaring yourself every time you, you take it out. And, sure. And that's kind of part of the joy of that car. You know, you run out of talent. You know, every so often. <laughs> every so often. Yeah. I run a talent standing next to that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. So clear. Yeah, yeah, I get I ejected. <laughs> yeah. If, if by talent you mean fit, I don't fit in. <laughs> <very Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No. And, you know, yeah. So obviously, you know, growing up in the Griot's family, automotive things were part of it. But, I mean, were you always kind of an automotive lover and, and, and restorer? I had no choice. I mean, oh, you had no choice. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, fair enough. So it's kind of like osmosis. You're, you're born, you're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, yeah. when, when I explain it to people, it's kind of like osmosis. You know, I just kind of... I always try and figure out like what was the one moment that I remember that, you know, cars were, you know, kind of turned that, that light on for me. And it was, they, they were always there. I was always at um, car shows. I was always at, you know, historic races, walking around paddocks, uh, smelling, you know, race fuels, smelling raw fuels, sitting in the back of my, um, uh, you know, grandma's 89, uh, you know, now I'm blanking, uh, Grand Wagoneer, where it's just oh, yeah. Raw, you yeah. Know, yeah. just like rolling around with my brother, smacking skulls together. But <laughs> it's all like, it's all small. Explain so much about your brother. Yeah, uh, so he, he got hit harder than I did. <laughs> Tuck and roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's there's a, there's a lot of it, and you know we just grew up in that. And for me, um, it's kind of those memories are what what my childhood, you know, is all about. It's it's you know like really it's I look at my dad, and he's kind of like. Griswold, you know, he, he, all the trips were, or they could have been much easier, but, you know, we drove around uh, all the national parks in the U.S. in a 1972 Suburban, and it was blistering hot, and, uh, you know, he had just finished restoring it, so we had, you know, 18 gallons of, you know, spare radiator fluid on the top of the, <laughs> top of the car, just in case, and uh, halfway out of uh, Tacoma, we had to pull over on the side of the road and have uh, Louie from J&L Fabrication come. And, you know, this was what I think cost uh, 18 years ago. Come over while we were pulled over on the side of the road and, you know, diagnose something. And my dad was like, you know, we're off. We're going. <laughs> Montana, here we come. And so it was just it was just fun. It was, um, you know, it was always an experience. And those cars are still that experience for me. You get into a car and it's it's quirky. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not perfect in any way. And I think... That's what's fun about them, you know. Especially growing up with your father, and, and again, we've had the opportunity to see the collection and, and, and your co- some of the cars Nick and you have, and it's like, there's no there's no genre. Like some people are like I collect these type of cars. You walk yeah. into some of those, and you're like, 
all of this, anything. It, it's just, it's really yeah. cool. And that's a spectrum. You yeah. Know, Nick is on one side of the spectrum and I'm on the that's other. That's what we're good. <laughs> I've heard that people say that about me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a different spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah different. No, yeah. he's, he, you know, I would say Nick is probably the more wild of the three. You know, he likes really heavily modified cars, Americana. Yeah. Which I, I love and appreciate. Yeah. But, you know, I'm over on the, you know, more European side. Um, what what do you, what do you fancy? Like what what type of cars do you have, and what do you? I'm a Porsche guy. For the, you know, gun to my head, I'm a Porsche guy. Yeah, but I I like it all, and it's it's amazing to me. And I still have so many cars. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's yeah, why we that is. In yeah, here. Exactly. I'm just going to move here. I'm going to move a little go bit. Away, Dan. I'm just going to move a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm exactly. Yeah. Blocking that shot. No, but okay. yeah, tell us a little about that car, actually. Yeah, it's, it's a, no sunroof. It's a yeah, it's a Japanese. Uh, it's a Japanese nine six four. Sorry, Euro RS. It's confusing because it's from Japan. It yeah. was imported from Japan. Um, but it's but a Euro. It's yeah, a they call it a Euro RS. Okay. Yeah. And left-hand drive for people who can't see. Yeah, left-hand drive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were just, it was a car that kind of pissed all of the, you know, Porsche uh, the PCA off because they made it and, of course, uh, exported it everywhere outside of the United States, States except here, which yeah. is why they had to release the you gotta earn it. RS <laughs> yeah. America. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it just has, I think, roughly three to 350 pounds stripped from it, lightweight flywheel, uh, lowered, uh, I think, like 35 millimeters. Um, it's perfect. Aluminum hood and uh, rear bonnet and thinner glass, like thinner carpets, uh, no AC, no radio. Uh, no uh, sunroof. They're just, I think it's the Super most. Super stripped down driver's yeah, car. Yeah, and that's that's back when, you know, they did go and, you know, from there it was, they always had the turbo. But that that's my favorite aspect of that car is that they didn't go to power. They went and they stripped weight. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that car is incredibly Which fun. Which you gain some ride. power by stripping weight. In the oh, fact, 100%. You know, the car's going to be faster. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And braking power and everything like that. Well, Everything's better lightweight power. for but, driving. Yeah. <laughs> in today's social media, I just saw a post, and it had to have been in a Porsche, and it was somebody taking a photo, and they put a sticker over their radio that says, you don't need the radio, listen to the car. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I, I mean, same I thing. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, yeah. um, you know, in some instances, like when you're driving cross-country, you might want a radio, but it's not what this car was designed to do. Sure. And throw, it, but yeah. now you just throw a Bluetooth speaker in the back. Yeah, exactly. That's what John does in his Z30. Yeah, that's He's true. got a big that's E. True. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's a good transition point. Uh, John Zuberk works here now. Yeah. He's been our guest You're on our show. He's hiding him in a closet. He's hiding yeah. over there. Yeah. He's yeah. very yeah. quietly <laughs> hiding in a light, light, his cave with his light off, but yeah. also yeah. very much a purist. You guys know his E30 M3. He's been on our show before. Uh how did how did that happen? I mean, the show's about you, but I, I, you've got a good crew already. We really respect John, yeah. so I'm really glad he's here. Yeah, no, we've done, I think, really yeah, I want well. $5 for saying that. We respect yeah. you. No. Where's my 20? <laughs> I don't even know where he is. We've done really well to surround ourselves with really good talent and yeah. people that are actually interested and kind of fascinated with with uh, either motorsport or drag or cars in general, but, you know, they all have their own uh, passions. And John, you know, we just kind of bumped into each other. He was at... Um, you know, we had Avance down here. Chrissy, mm-hmm. Chrissy was down here, and uh, we were have hosting our Oktoberfest. I think I was the only person in uh, leader hosting, which is a little embarrassing. And <laughs> had I known, that, I would have been here yeah. with you. Don't the, you worry. Yeah, yeah. The fact that yeah. he even talked to me was, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we he, it was just kind of. I uh, swear, I work here. Sure, you do. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of chance circumstance. He had just come back from Los Angeles. He had, yeah. you know, he and Chloe were um, considering 
Chloe, his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, we, you probably know her. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows Chloe. <laughs> yeah, People yeah. know Chloe more than they yeah. know John. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they are kind of weighing whether or not they want to get, move down to California. And they mm-hmm. just returned from a trip down there for, I think, a month or something. Yeah. And we just happened to bump into each other. I was talking about how I needed, you know, a sales manager. And he was talking about how he had sales manager experience. Yep. Experience in sales. So um, we talked for probably you know, a couple of weeks brought him in shook hands and uh, off we went and it's been awesome since he's you know, he's a character and we love having him here way to put it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice yeah. way to put it he's yeah. a good one though he's a yeah, very good fit for here and people like that is what are, you know sets Grios apart in general is you have a really good staff we we get along with, we know all your staff very <laughs> they obviously well. yeah. don't do background checks but uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no we don't no. <laughs> Did yeah. you, okay, so with your skills uh, working on cars, did you sort of acquire that from working on cars with your dad, or did you go out and, and bring in an education for that kind of thing? I would say my skill set is less on, you know, working on cars and more so, like, looking at the car as a whole. I think where, uh, you know, I, I grew up detailing cars all the time, mainly taking them apart in my dad's garage, and then, uh, you know, partially uh, putting them back together. But I've been... Um, you know, at every, I mean, since I can remember almost every Pebble Beach, every uh, Concorso Italiano, just looking at these cars, you know, gr- not not grading them, but having Richard point out to me, you know, what's wrong, what's right, seeing these cars kind of brand new and how they were supposed to be. Um, and so that's my real skill set is being able to kind of distinguish between, um, you know, originality, uh, everything like that. It, it came from working on these cars sure. and, and definitely seeing them broken apart and definitely being in paddocks, being there and uh, kind of touring around restoration shops and stuff like that. Uh, the real genius, the guys who are working here that are putting these back together are people like Forrest, who's our foreman, um, who you two have probably met before, mm-hmm. um, you know, and everyone else that works underneath him. And, you know, they're, they're, incredibly talented and you know we look at up you know the end game what it needs to be and then we have extensive you know weekly meetings of where we're progressing for every car and organized parts how it's supposed to be i have literally bookshelves of just old magazines literature of and we go we spill over that stuff to make sure these cars are right if that's the goal you know but yeah, your OCD is is amazing. It's like, I'm, I'm literally yeah. looking at a, at a tool chest here that it's there's that is yeah. parts for a car that's but I mean it's everything's labeled, yeah. You know, which and I appreciate that. Well, that answers that. It's a Mark II. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was no. about to ask, and then I'm like, yep, it's Mark II. These, yeah. We, yeah, the the goal is, and it's been you know, one of our uh, the shop assistants, Corey, who is also OCD and he's um, a veteran and. Uh, kind of is very orderly and was kind of the best person place to put for on. everything and everything in his place. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. He's kind of okay. the best person to put on that. And yeah. The goal was to kind of reverse engineer or build your own Lego kit as you disassemble these things. So sure. you, you know, when we, when Forrest and I sat down and, and kind of looked at the restoration process and w- what was taking so long in a lot of these processes is every time you send a, a part or a car to a subcontractor, you're essentially you know, you're on their, you know, timetable now and you, you lose control over that timetable. You lose control over that, that level of quality. Um, and so the first goal was to try and control as much of those uh, inputs as we could in the car. 
um, which is why we have paint and everything. The only thing we don't do here is engine upholstery, um, and that is a goal to do in in time. But what you're seeing is is like a little Lego kit, and it they they go in there dirty, and then we send them all out and put them back in clean, and they're organized by you know by component by by part of the car. And so when you know Jason or uh, Mike or any of our mechanics are going to the res to reassembly, we're not looking and we're not looking for a you know a, a lost washer or a lost bolt or you know something. We know where it is. They run away quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. do. They do. Absolutely. And previously, we had those all up on racks all over the place, and the goal was to have this place just be have the you know the floor clear and have you know a bunch of different types of storage. So you know we have short term medium term and long term storage we can keep parts away from away from the cars uncluttered and, and have a purpose for storage for any, everything. And it's helped a ton. We've cut a lot of time out of um our you know, the restoration of any of our cars. Sure. We I think we did a full three hundred T D in uh, I think like thirteen months and it was thirteen months because we were ordering square weave carpet from germany in the middle of covid and they weren't making it and so we waited i think three to four months for carpet to finish <laughs> the upholstery on that so yeah um, i was looking at around the shop um we talked we talked about it briefly in the beginning of the show but i mean you have fabrication over there i see quite a bit of yep. equipment for fabrication you guys do i'm seeing engines torn down in places yep. to a point um what services do you offer and actually let me rephrase that when you do a restore, like I'm looking at this Mark II, for example, that's torn down to the the front um, the front rails. Uh, right. What order of operations do you go, and how do you even decide that when looking at a project? Like, what's the proper order of operations for? Is it tear down, and then like what? How do you guys go through the yeah. process? The general process is the same for each car. It changes. You know, the amount of steps you take to do something is determined by a, the the philosophy of the project. When, when we sit down initially with a client, we want to know: okay, are you adding power? Because adding power adds a lot of different elements to the car. You want to add, you know. Strengthening. Things yeah, like you want to yeah. start looking at the frame. You want to start looking at, uh, you know, the brakes. You want to start looking at suspension. Um, or you go original. Okay, are we Concours original? Or are we just original? And th that's a huge determin yeah. determining factor. Because Concours original is you're rebuilding everything that came with the car. Or not even, you know, you, there's so many different ways to, to do it that, that initial conversation is really important. Um, and in a lot of senses, it changes wildly, and that can affect the timetable when someone says, I want an original, but now I want, you know, 400 horsepower. I was like, all right, well, it's going to change everything. So And the price. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. does affect that. Yeah. So our original quote usually just goes up in flames. But the process is generally, first it's the sit down, and it's, it's literally, you know, let's take, you know, Anyone who restores a car is about to spend a good amount of money yeah. restoring a car. So we want to sit down and we want to make sure that every detail of it is understood by us. And then, you know, we talk to them about it, make sure that we fully understand everything that they, they've, yeah. uh, you know, told us and, and then making a plan out of it. And from there, it's uh, inspection, disassembly inspection again and then a massive parts ordering so we try and get all the parts that we perceive that we'll need in the next six to nine you know, six to nine months ordered ahead of time because it's always pretty inconsistent uh when a part can be delivered and that's usually the biggest factor of um 
you know, what would tie up a project for a long time. Yeah. As I just said, you know, we're waiting on a certain type of carpet that went into all W123s and doesn't look right without that type of carpet. Sure. So we, we had to wait. Um, you don't want to do that. And, it, you know, it kind of throws off the entire project. And so we try and get ahead of all that and do all the parts ordering while the parts are coming in. We're disassembling, uh, you know, the if if we're taking it all the way down. And what you see there is just the body with all the suspension components uh, removed. And that's being prepped for paint. The If you see the underside of it, it has... Um, you know, we put a modern undercoating in it. That's being prepped for paint? Looks like it's already been painted. No. Like, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the underside has been painted. Yes. So we, we did the undercoating. Okay. The <laughs> yeah. firewall has a, uh, is a, is a, essentially a, uh, measure to protect against rush, rust because okay. it's in bare metal otherwise. You could eat um, off of it just so we're I clear. Yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. I've torn a lot of MK2s down over the years and they've never looked that good. Even when they were new. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty clean car to start with. Uh, the guy, is, he wants to take it to see money. So this thing has a uh, R32 motor swap going into it. revs out to about 9,000 RPM and has, I think, 325 uh, horsepower, which is going to just be a this little screamer. This thing weighs like 2,000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so. and I mean, it's unique, and, and you don't see a lot of those sitting in shops because pe- there's no. very few people who are like, you know, I have this Mark II that I want to tear down and, and spend yeah. a small fortune where I could buy three brand new ones for it. But, yeah. you know, but obviously with, with the plan, going to SEMA and, and, and doing a motor swap. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, those kind of projects are fun for us. We, we You know, that's an enjoyable thing. Um, you know, the guy had it in, it was his first car in high school. Not that, the that very car, but yeah. identical. Yeah. And he wanted, he wants to rebuild one and, and own it. Um, I will so never do that with a 1979 Ford Granada. I'll tell you that right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. So, I, see, I had an yeah. 84 Scirocco. Yeah. And I That's like, a good car to And, well, I, I was young and dumb and I wrecked it. I ran into somebody because I was like 16 and stupid. Yeah. And I still miss that car all the time. It, yeah. it more as I've gotten older. Not because it was such an amazing car. It's just, I just still think they're cool. It's never gone, it's never not been cool to me. Even when yeah. they had that dip and like, you know, when they got old, they came back up real quick for me. And I was yeah. like, I still want that car back. My 944, I don't actually miss as much. My Definitely. turbo, yeah, but not my stock 944. Anyway. I, just, I just sold my 944 S2, which yeah. Yeah, I think is a good car. But it, it, yeah, it, no, it's a great yeah. car. It's just that I just wanted more speed out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so let's talk about that because I know you've done that uh, consulting. So somebody can come to you and go, hey, I'm looking. I know I want, I want this car. I drove it in high school, whatever. And that is a service you guys provide, right, to help them kind of find a car yeah. and, and then evaluate the car. Like, we, we won't go into what the car was, um, but, you know, you had a, somebody, a customer that bought a car at an auction, and there was a lot of hidden issues that, yeah. had you been there for a consult, may have helped. And I've, I've done a couple talks. I've done a talk with PCA, and I actually had your uh, Avant's crew down here to do another talk. And yeah. Unfortunately, it's just, it's a factor of, it, it was really a factor of the last two years and how much, you know, kind of digital auction houses have become popular. popular Oh, sitting popular. at home. Popular. Yeah, yeah. sitting at home. Going, <laughs> it looks good on the photos. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and th- that's not to, you know, diminish these uh, websites or anything like that. They're, no, no, they're no. very good. Uh, they're a very good tool, but, you know, it becomes harder uh, for people to don't determine. Don't drink and bid, people. No, don't drink and yeah. bid. Not do. yeah. if you you if might you end f- up with the GTR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly, Dan. <laughs> Uh-oh. Just it, yeah. hypothetically. Hypothetically, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, you should see our group chats between Richard, Richard and I. <laughs> it's, 
uh, I did a thing. No. Uh, yeah, a lot of it. A lot did of a it. lot of things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I need a car shipped out of uh, <laughs> Kentucky. Do uh, you? Well, yeah. we don't own a car in Kentucky. Isn't there a lot of bourbon in Kentucky? Yeah, that's, that's so strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fill the trunk and send it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know, a lot of cars that you know people buy and and do send to us need maybe not to be re-restored, but maybe looked through and, and made uh, honest again. And sometimes, mm. you know, there's a lot of things that have been concealed. You know, we've had people that have paid, you know, like top dollar hammer price for what they were told was a great car. And then we go back and we review the, the auction because you can. And there's photos that have been doctored and edited or uh, angles that have been used to conceal or... You know, if you park it really far away and take a photo of it, it looks good. Yeah, the yeah. ten foot, the ten foot pole, <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, <laughs> Concours edition, uh, and then it has you know, you know, rust every, you know, not and not just surface rust. You know, like you see it everywhere, and unfortunately, that's that that can be heartbreaking for people that want to get into the hobby. Um, yeah, well, but it's tough, even if you're at an auction like Bear Jackson or something like that, or down in Monterey. Yeah. It's tough to get and really see a car. Like a lot, I mean, they'll pop the hood and stuff, but I mean, get under there and get, you know, half the time they're parked on a lawn. You're not going to be able to get under it to see if there's rust. They right. don't have lifts, you know, and, and, and people are dishonest, unfortunately. Right. Well, like yeah. you said earlier, though, having that trained eye is a life of experience of looking for things like that. And as much as car nuts as you and I are, we are never going to be at the level you guys have. We just haven't had that yeah. lifetime exposure of training of looking for exactly that. I can look at a car and be like, that doesn't look original. Or I can usually tell when they've been hit because I worked in a body shop for a long yeah. time. But that's because, that's like major stuff. Yeah. Right? And you get like real top dollar cars, seven plus figures. People get real clever and they even oh. do expensive tricks to hide things. Yeah. Because original fixing is a lot more expensive yeah. than an, even an expensive trick. Yeah. Unfortunately. And you know that you, well, you can see, you know, it's really difficult to, and it's something that, um, you know, it's a, uh, we, with some of our cars, we, we get into situations where, you know, there's always a the, the path of, you know, complete honesty, you know, disclose everything, fix everything, and take a loss, um, or hide everything, conceal everything, move on, um, profit in the short term, and lose everything in the long term. And we always, you know, in those situations, you kind of just have to suck it up and say, like, well, that sucked. That's a learning experience check that one off and those we're going to know to look for that in the future. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, and and what you um, yeah our inspection our inspection guide was built by getting kind of the shaft over yeah. time and you you learn from that and i you know early on i've had kind of bad buys and um those are those are things that you just kind of chalk up as you know a mistake and something that you create a process out of you know this is something i inspect for um and when there's cars that we are not as familiar with, I will always call someone, and we have a network of people um, who specialize in certain cars. I mean, there's people who specialize in, like, you know, just 964s and just 993s, and we'll call them and say, hey, you know, let me, can you give me the scoop on this car? What should, what should I be looking for? Have you seen this car? Have you sold this car before? And in a lot of cases, that's how you get the information. They'll say, hey, that car has been you know, wrecked before or, uh, you know, it was never shown on a Carfax. And Carfax is suspect yeah. know, to start with. And you can't trust the fox on Carfax? That's just so <laughs> he's, a, he's a wily, a wily fox. Yeah. Yes, okay. Um, anyways, uh, you know, I, I think I went off on a pretty 
big good. tangent. That's no. a good one. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the reality is, is that it is difficult to find those things. And, and, you know, what I generally, if I can give anyone a tip that is listening, that might be going to Bear Jackson or might be going down to Monterey Car Week where you're going to be inundated with inventory and cars that are all exciting and, and fun is, you know, um, there's, there's, you know, there's things that you can look at. But what I, what I always try and bring is, A, a flashlight. I try and do all my reading up front, and I try and identify, let's just start at stage one. Yes. And I, I do all my reading up front. I identify the cars that I'm interested in before, um, and I kind of compile, like, a little notebook of the cars, and then I try and go do research. I'll call the auction houses. I'll see what kind of documentation they have up front. That's where the, why they're there. They want you kind of ready to bid when you when you come in, so they'll provide you any kind of documentation, any photography of accessories that come with the car um, that that should come with the car. You can research what should come with the car when you go into it because it is important, especially if you go get like a 550 Marinello that doesn't come with a red key. Yeah, you can't reset the fob. Uh, that's an expensive luggage role. or tools or exactly. yeah. yeah. Don't buy your McLaren F1 with all the matching Facum tool set. Yeah, I learned that from Grios. Yeah, and your your, your, your POS <laughs> uh, HP computer or whatever, so you can tune it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And it, they, these are and that, you know that's like a, a first step, and that can illuminate. You know that alone can give you enough. Uh, to know whether a car has really been taken care of. If, if they send back like a file and it's just the certificate of registration <laughs> and the title, you know, <laughs> I, I'm probably... It has just, seven miles I'm, on it. It's I, a 1942. <laughs> you know, I've seen cars like that that, yeah. that have been like newly restored. I'm looking around it. I'm like, eh, this something look, looks a little fishy here. So you, you go, we walk over to the to the booth and... Uh, hey, can I have the information on car 37? They're like, here you go. It's like a tiny little manila folder. Like, All right. <laughs> I don't know if I want. Never, m- never mind. Yeah. And, and that's, that might not be enough for some people, but generally, you know, a, you know, a well-maintained car has a, a good, uh, especially for an old car, has a, has a good record of maintenance. And binders. You're going to get binders. Yeah. You're going to get photos. You're going to yeah. get, yeah. It's been enjoyed. Someone yeah. has, someone has slaved over that car and, and loved that car. And, um, and that doesn't mean like, it needs to be perfect. I mean, yeah, yeah people people deal with cars, cars all the time. <laughs> it just has to have a reason, and that's what I want to know. When 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 there is something uh, arise, is there a reason for it? And that's what the maintenance folder can tell you. And then we go into the paint metering, everything like that. And the only thing that's going to tell you is you know whether there's been a col- a collision. Is there a consistent readout throughout? Even if a car has been repainted repainted well that's that's not really gonna unless yeah. a, unless the client is saying like i want original paint it's really hard to find a car uh, with original paint somebody's bumped a wall or somebody yeah. i mean it, it happens you know yeah like you said even if they, even if it has even with especially really old really limited number pr- or low production cars like even if they have been hit as it's more about did you disclose it well did you show what happened right did you, is the story there because i mean that may not ruin the value for anybody at all especially if you know the car's 60 years old stuff happens yeah and, you know Superbird's probably still worth it if it's been restored right well like you said i mean the people put a lot of trust in the things they think are, are honest i mean carfax is not a bad thing it's I mean, no, it's no. Start, yeah no but start you're there. absolutely right i can go out i can crash my subaru i can go back to my house and i can fix it Buy parts off the internet, and nobody knows it was right. crashed. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's not really going to tell you everything. Yeah. And in some case, we've had problems with Carfax as well, where I don't know if you know, like a guy miss put up, you know, the wrong keystroke in, but it, you know, had um, 
we sold a 240D at, you know, I think 32,000 original miles. We had documentation leading up to 32,000 miles. Richard never really drove it, so it came in. We put like 150 miles on it, serviced it, but it had records up to 32,000 miles, and the Carfax read 62,000 miles or something like that. And so we, you know, we kept trying to contact them, and we never got a single response to this this thing it did fine yeah because it was a perfect car there's no way it was you know we had yeah. factory paint on the underside paint markings all, all over the suspension it was the most pristine you know w123 you'll ever see which i get geeked out about they're the slowest cars in the world but they're just they're it's cool like, though yeah, oh, it's so cool speed is everything you can drive a slow car fast it's, a, it's a, fun yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a road tractor it's just yeah, yeah. You know, the coolest, it's the coolest <laughs> i like car. that tractor yeah yeah. That's so. So I mean, being a Porsche guy, what what what's the car that you'd like to have, or what do you have? Yeah, that, what's that, your what's, halo car? Yeah, what's the halo car? Oh, that's a tough one, and I I like that you pinned it down to Porsche because if you had asked well, me what car do you want now, I'd say, well, I want a Porsche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, right now, I mean, I can't. I I just sold. You know, my I had a nine nine three Targa and a nine four four S two, and then I had a son. And you know, I, can't, <laughs> I can't really, tr- you know, enjoy these. Everybody knows anymore. you can't have. You can have so, one of those. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm searching. I'm, I'm about to, you know, restore my own uh, Range Rover Classic. But, oh, cool. But in yeah. terms of what you know, what Porsche would I have? Uh, you know, that the Year RS is a great car. Um, I think you know the only car I'd probably, and you know, it's a huge reach, would be a CGT or a GT2. Um, and you know, nine nine three. So, oh, um, very cool. Um, yeah. The CGT, I, I can't. I don't. I love that car. There's it's just it's so much awesome about car. it. It's just so I mean, cool. Obviously, you really have to be. You talk about you know, car wanting to kill you, but that's <laughs> yeah. you know, no, and it, yeah. you know, they're they're just insane, and they're you know, they're just such a it's a such a I don't know unique design, and uh, I've always really Sound. loved them. Oh God, yeah, they scream. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, you know, look, it's a it's a right. You know, right foot, gas pedal only car. You can't really <laughs> let up once you get going, um, and that's that's a it's it's a theme with Porsches. But yeah, <laughs> that's something. That's a question I ask. You know, when you, we all run into those people, and you that they're I'm a car guy. And I'm like, great. I'm like, have you ever driven a CGT? No. Do you know about driving a CGT? Sure, sure, sure. It's easy. I was like, yeah. nope. You don't know anything about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even I know who somebody yeah. hasn't driven it. Trying to get it off the line is the hardest part of driving that car. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. I don't know. I, I I say that, and then I'd go right back to a '73 RS just because they're so simple. They're expensive. All these cars are, you know, like you could just go with a '73T, sure, and I'd be happy. I mean, those yeah. things just make the right noises, and uh, they look so they look good. so good. Yeah, they're yeah. handsome cars. Classic line. So yeah, yeah I, okay, you know, yeah. I, see, fair. I just literally went up and down every year of Porsche, and just essentially almost told you <laughs> every car. But I can't make it's my mind. It's tough, up. though. I mean, in the fact of, of finding it, I. My girlfriend asked me that one time. She goes, "What's your, what's your, what car would you want right now?" And I go, "What day is it?" Like, is yeah, it, yeah. exactly. Is it sunny? Okay, well then yeah. I want some of the top down. And I want some little bit of power. Or, you know, yeah. Or is it really hot? I want some of the roof and I want air conditioning. And I, you know, yeah, yeah I fun. could probably pick five. Yeah, absolutely. I'm picking one. No. Yeah. So no, it's a, it's so hard. And and yeah, I I'd rather build out like a stable and and look at that. Like, okay, what you know, what do I want right now? But you know, I just got back from driving the '72 Suburban around Orcas Island. Mm-hmm. For the family reunion and that thing, more people were giving me thumbs up and stories about that car that I, I've ever experienced in a Porsche. And it's just like a you know bright orange 
school bus. And yeah. We were driving around, and I had my son on my lap. He was pretending to drive, and it was just an awesome experience. That's cool. So you're creating memories with in that car even after your dad 100%. created memories with you. So, yeah, that's yeah, I remember your dad telling us that story yeah. and, and talking about the woes of, like, we restored it, and then things broke, and then... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and, and that's... that's Owning a classic car, sure. And, you know, uh, you guys, I think, talked to Nathan Murs a while ago, maybe yeah. a couple years ago, and yeah. uh, one of his, one of the favorite things he's told me standing down here is, you know, like uh, people ask me all the time if I, you know, guarantee my cars, and the only thing I respond is, yeah, I, I guarantee that something will break that are over thirty <laughs> years, years old. old. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't, re- you know, it's not really. Uh, you're not you're not buying a Hyundai off the lot, no. you know. No matter how I mean, nut and bolt and everything, you're going to have a wire. I mean, we were talking about Land Rovers earlier and talking about Triumphs. I mean, it, you can replace the whole wiring harness brand new, and you will yeah. still have wiring issues with a British car. Yeah. So and there's that, plenty of new cars with new issues right off the factory. Oh, oh yeah. too. Well, that's I mean, because there's. Just, all, Remember the days when you could pop the hood and you go, okay, here comes the gas in here, the spark comes <laughs> yeah, in there, yeah. the exhaust goes out there. I, mean, well, I, was, I was actually just going to say yeah. that. One of the nice things about older cars, when something breaks, it's relatively simple to identify when they're like in the... <laughs> There's oil like, coming out the side of the block. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Pre-80s, you're like, usually it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> you pop the bat, the trunk and you look in these toolkits. I mean, if you look at an old Ferrari toolkit, they've like three sets of tools for you. They've got spare bulbs. Yeah. And you've yeah. got like a full, I don't know. You know, you've got spare, like, everything, just in case. Which and I get a kick out of, because, I mean, which Ferrari owner have you ever seen on the side of the road working on his own car? Like, with the Ferrari gloves. Look, back in the day, people were <laughs> yeah. people were expected to do that. It was just, you know, it was just par for the course. Sure. Oh, yeah, my car's not written, you know, it just broke down. <laughs> the man, here's how you sink your carbs in your V12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Step one, get out your stethoscope. Turn, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, it's, it's something that we've, I, coming back to restoration, the restoration side of that and the sales side of that is something we are trying to uh, pre-diagnose before we send a car out. So when a car comes in for sales, we do a top-down inspection, uh, look at everything. We look at the paint. Uh, we always look at the paint. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, yeah, we, we can fix a lot. We, we can't deal with, uh, you know, we've had people come in and say, hey, can, can you do something about Oh, that big patch of missing paint yeah. with the rust under there. No, there's yeah. no magic bullet. Yeah. But we look at it, we inspect it, we uh, do a full service of it, and we drive it again afterwards to make sure if it breaks, it breaks here. And the same thing with the restoration. We have, you know, it goes through, uh, you know, Jason, Mike, or Brad, our, our uh, mechanics. They have a list of items that they are inspecting for. Uh, and then when he... You know, when one of them checks everything off and it, you know, it passes go, it hand, it's handed over to Forrest. He looks over it with a little bit more scrutiny, comes back with his own list. They fix whatever they find, and then it finally gets to me. And my look, when I get in there, it's more of like the fine white glove, like where the where the popping sounds coming from. Is there a, a wiggle or, um, you know, is there uh, is the door closure right? Is does it smell like a Mercedes? Does that ping happen when you close a Porsche door? Uh, and these are things that are, you know, like the final touch. Uh, and then we put on about two to 250 miles on the car with covered in, we have uh, Expel sells a product that's a, you know, it's a essentially track wrap that you put on the car. Oh, it's yeah, easy yeah, to remove that, yeah. when it's done. And we cover the car with it so that we just freshly painted and then take it out for 250 miles, make sure that everything's running. Uh, that is from experience. I'm taking a freshly restored car, bringing it in, and then sending it imme- immediately back because you know you 
step on the brakes and you see brake fluid gushing all over the inside of the engine compartment. You're like, all right, well, that's not happen. good. Yeah. Yeah, so. Are you guys going out, and as far as the sales side, are you guys going out and finding cars or are people bringing you cars? How does, how does that work? Uh, it's probably about 75% consignment, 25% um, our own allocated cars. And, mm. um, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of balance that out. We'd like our own pool of inventory. It kind of sets the tone for, you know, our quality. And we're a little bit stingy about the level of quality that we bring in here. Um, that being said, you know, we like consigning uh, and helping people out. And the goal is to kind of build relationships with people where, uh, you know, they come to us to find a car or to sell their car um, so that they don't, you know, we want to be kind of the good actor where we're intermediaries between a possible uh, bad experience. Mm. Um, and so everything we do, we we make a list, you know, every consignment car that comes in here, we, we do like a four-page uh, inspection report on it. We disclose essentially everything that we think is wrong with a the car. They pick and choose what they want to rectify. And then to the next buyer, if they don't rectify everything, we disclose what was not done. Um, and that will determine how we sell the car and whether or not it's advertised as a concours car or a driver or something like that. So uh, the goal is to have, you know, like painfully honest transactions with people and, um, no. That's a tough conversation with somebody because I mean that um, you see that in normal dealerships too. It's like you need to do this. Ah, I don't want to do that right now. Like right. Yeah, but if you, if if you have, what you described to me is you want this type of car. In order to give you this type of car, I need to do these things. Right. Yeah. And and it is tough because a lot of people it, it's a painful. Um, and in a lot of cases with those, we'll we'll talk to them about like you know it'll be no dollar out of your pocket um, until we close the sale of the car. Yeah. Um, but. In a lot of cases, and what we have proven with our, with our, you know, our bring a trailer auction history and our private sales, or private sales history is that a car that has had, you know, we look at it as an like an attorney would when you when you go to a car. It's like, what is a guy going to negotiate mm-hmm. against me on this car? Sure. You want, well, you want to assume that this person has experience, or the second you put on bring a trailer or P car market or anything like that, you're putting it in front of like you know pack of hyenas and they're going to attack you john zubrick got uh you know attacked for not you know flipping the throttle on a downshift the other day so they see everything <laughs> you, you know you got to be careful and we've been on him about that crap for I years. totally I mean, yeah, yeah beat on. him with a wet noodle i mean yeah. he needs to know better so yeah, <laughs> yeah richard, <laughs> you know, like richard yeah. texted him and was belting he, he's yeah. like a stalker of all all our bring a trailer listings is like what was that what was that downshift yeah and what's so wrong with you he wasn't the guy who commented it no but i mean you can but yeah no is it, the goal um and it, it is it's it's hard to to you know kind of explain to people that that's going to get you the most literally the most money and every time we've invested in dry ice blasting which is and huge return on on. I think this is the first place yeah, I ever saw that. Saw yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. nobody had seen it yet, and well, we were looking at it. Yeah. And when we first started, we were begging people like, "Please, let us drive splash your car. It'll, you know, like, it'll, it'll, it'll be the difference maker." Because yeah, the ROI it, is there. It, yeah, what it used to be is people getting out of their car and being like, "Oh man, that's filthy. What, I can't really tell what's going on there." And then when you after you drive splash a car, what it shows people is I have no leaks. 
all the components have not been smashed into a rock or, uh, you know, there's no, there's no damage underneath the car. There's no evidence of a collision. Um, there's factory paint markings still on the suspension. It looks highly original. And again, you're trying to reassure the next buyer that this is a comfortable, a car you should be comfortable bidding on or a comfortable car that you should, you know, a car you should be comfortable paying, you know, top dollar for. And sure. most yeah. people do that. And we've had people uh, really early on in, COVID when we just started uh, going that, you know, people were looking at cars for, you know, prices that we had listed the car at, you know, in our own spotlight, our website and Hemmings and things like that and trying to negotiate with us. And the second we put it out, uh, you know, broadly and to take bids across the internet, it was, you know, once people saw the nine six uh, nine six eight is kind of what I'm talking about. Mm, it's yeah. a car, car that sold for one hundred sixty four thousand dollars for a nine six eight, which is a great. I am uh, kicking myself sale. so much right now. Yeah. Remember those were like twenty five. Yeah. Back in the back in the late nineties, nobody wanted them. They even were like twenty five grand less than that. Yeah. I mean, you could. And I want I want to tell our listeners if you don't know what dry ice blasting is, I mean, go look it up. I mean, it's an incredible process. I yeah. mean, and. And you're right. I mean, if in fact, the last video I watched, somebody was dry ice blasting a McLaren F1. They were just doing the calipers. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, the difference of after cleaning everything. Actually, he was cleaning it with Grios products, just so clear. Yeah. And then they were dry ice blasting it. And what it did, what it took off of there, and what you could see as far as minor leaks and things like that, that you were covered up by yeah. normal wear and tear. I follow the Power Washing subreddit, and they put ice dry ice blasting on there all the time now, and I'm so happy. I love it. Yeah. They do that in laser cleaning. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a great oh, yeah. it's a great service, and you know, to go back to the sales aspect of it, and and people kind of cringing at you know any kind of service. You know, most of the cars that we've sold were below what I would consider uh, perfect, and we go back and what John is really great at doing, and what we do collectively is we research a car. What is what is perfect? What is original? If it is a if it's something we want to advertise as a great original car. Uh, what did it come with, and putting it back to what was original, if it came with original parts, um, looking through interior components, making sure everything does work so that we can say that it works. And those that little bit of uh, push is really minor in regards to cost, but huge when it comes to getting specialists on board, people who specialize in Porsche that come in and say, like, man, my favorite thing was when they send an inspector over and he's got a clipboard and he does three laps around the car and not a single notice made and he walks out. It's like, there you go. See you later. <laughs> I was looking uh, at it. So that. he must we, have been blind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Exactly. In most cases. Yeah. I was so. looking at a bring a trailer auction the other day. They posted a, um, somebody was selling a BMW M1, a black one, and Peter Gleason was yeah. one of the previous owners. Oh, and, no. and so Peter, no, Peter was actually commenting on the thread. You can see, he, yeah. he had just owned it a while back. So people were asking questions and somebody posted up that... Like the BMW registry said there was a certain number of colors of black ones. And he's like, actually, no, there's this many. And the registry's wrong. And then he like literally is like, because I owned them. <laughs> and I own this one. Them, and I, yeah. this guy owns this one. And that guy owns this one. And he was like, and these are yeah. the ones that are out there. And, yeah. and it was, and it, then people who knew who Peter were, was, like, Don't they were like, they're like, no, the registry's wrong. If Peter yeah. says it's this, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. BMW <laughs> comes to Peter. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 He's an he's a encyclopedia. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. just funny to watch the, the, the bring a trailer thread as people were like, no, 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 no. This, this is right. Just yeah. he's, the, the guy was very humble about it. He's like, oh, cool. I learned something. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is good. No. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. yeah. He, he got the, he got the, uh, the update. Yeah. 
downloaded that one. But yeah, That's so true. it's, it, you know, drive spotting is awesome. It's fun to do. Yeah. Uh, it's not fun to do when you're doing like four cars back to back, but um, I like doing it. You can't hear anything. You usually have, I usually have noise canceling headphones on with the big ones with, you know, book on tape. Because you got to wear a respirator too because you're inhaling a little bit right. of CO2. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. when I really want to get away from, you know, Everyone in here, that's where I go, and you know, you just dry ice blasting. Do we have here. a dirty car? All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Anyone, anyone yeah. have a dry Anybody. Ice. Yeah. 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 And so Kia out front, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's been great, and uh, you know, that, that thing is a wonderful machine. Cool. Pelletized dry, if anyone wants to know what it is, it's pelletized dry ice, uh, you know, shot at really high speeds, and uh, at the underside of a car, for our purposes, the underside of a car, Boeing uses it for their molds to clean them uh, in between, you know, carbon fiber and every, or fiberglass oh. uses. It's it's a wide, widely used industrial case, but ours for cars are generally underneath. Um, and it's one of those things you look at and you go, I'm hoping DeWalt comes out with one of these for home use soon. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I talked to a guy at, Amelia, uh, at the Amelia who had a, I think, a 330 uh, GT 2 plus 2. I could be wrong. Um, a very fancy point, vintage Ferrari. Very, a very fancy vintage uh, Ferrari that he had been essentially paid to preserve. And he used a dry ice blaster for about 75% of it, getting you know dirt, mold, everything off of the original leather, which you can dial it all the way down to where it's like a light... You know, kind of dusting, dusting, the dusting. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know. You, I've yeah. never seen it used on interiors. Yeah. So that's well, cool. I don't have the cojones to, to try <laughs> it, but uh, on maybe on something that we've uh, thrown away, I'll give it a give it a whirl. So I hit the switch wrong and I buried a hole through that leather. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll buff out, right? Yeah. yeah. No, there's a there's a learning curve uh, sure. when we were testing it on, a, and we were testing it on my cars. Generally. Of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh God, it does not like paint. <laughs> yeah. Even when it does to rubber, though, like I've seen it restore oh rubber is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like those old cruddy tires you see that they look like weather check. I mean, they still, they're old. They need to be replaced because they're cracking. But like to yeah. see how much they can restore yeah. is nuts. You're like, I didn't yeah. think that was possible. Well, we, we had original tires on the 1992 Delta Integrale. So, yeah. it, you know, it, they get aged and are, you know, it's essentially dried mildew that grows and people over time kind of they'll put the tire shine on and then it browns Seal and they'll put another one on yeah. and it browns yeah. um spread it all off they will have brand new tires they weren't i wouldn't recommend driving on them but at 163 but you're kilometers selling, you're selling it with original tires <laughs> exactly yeah. it was a it was essentially you know a, it was a paperweight it had a 163 kilometers on it so oh yeah it's found in the basement of a old uh launch a dealership which wasn't a launch a dealership anymore because they yeah. don't yeah. do that anymore but um how does something like that get lost in the back of a dealership I, know. I had to think that the guy who owned the dealership put it down there that was his like retirement his, plan yeah, yeah and I think he maybe just passed away or something but yeah. it was um, stolen yeah <laughs> no he it, it yeah. was down there it's got the you know the, the world championship cool it, the photos we got we were dealing with uh, Max Gerardo over yeah. in the UK and okay we were trying to buy a car from him and we just didn't get any response. And then he said, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I missed you, but, um, and I found this other car. I wonder if you like it. And we're like, oh, we'll send it through. Sure. And we'll we were look at really, it. Yeah. really pissed that we, you know, miss out on the chance. He sends it through. He's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> 163 gold. Okay, fine. In a basement yeah. somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. he dug it out for us and, and, and we imported it. <laughs> I was going to say, the only thing I had to do is get it out of the building, but yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. What's it's been your favorite project so far that you guys have done? 
or a few favorites that you could talk about. Anything some, he works on for Nick. I mean, I think he, just, yeah. he lives to uh, work for his bigger brother. <laughs> I think the I think the favorite project for me is probably it's a the earlier car you saw the detail wagon. Um, that's not really one that we've done in this shop, but that that kind of style. The oh, the, the BMW. Yeah, the, oh, the Mark II so will cool. probably end up being one of my uh, one of my favorite projects once it's done, just because it's it's just such an awesome and fun build, and um, you know. Client. The SEMA build, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. And and just the just the way it came together and, and it was really um you know, we've done a bunch of these custom builds before and this is really probably all of our uh accumulated knowledge in putting together a custom car that drives well. And it's really it's really I'm not gonna say that it's easy to build a custom car. It's not. But it's it's hard to build a car or rest them on a car and then have it work really well together. I mean, that's what yeah. I, I mean, you take an original car and you start ripping out components that worked well when they were brand new and you start putting in new ones. Uh, it's really hard to tie it all together and have it, you know, kind of serve the same purpose or match the purpose that the original owner, the current owner wants it to serve for him. Sure. And I think this one is, is just going to be a little spitfire and I'm excited to, you know, get it out of paint, reassemble it and, and, and hear it start up for the first time. So, yeah, I'm just, like I said, growing up with those, I'm really looking forward to seeing the end result. That's yeah. going to be really yeah, cool. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Other projects that have come through the shop and th- this one required help was the 1975, uh, 312T Nikki Lattice car, which was just an, an, an amazing car. Very cool. Um, gone now but you know pretty cool told me there were some other cool race cars around here yeah, but, you know no, what do you God, do so yeah, yeah i mean yeah yeah, yeah. even a couple of mclarens if you, you every right? once in a yeah. while yeah. so yeah yeah mp47 is asleep right now we can wake her up <laughs> oh look there's a there's yeah. a light beam coming down behind me the like sunshine I'm, uh, is yeah, coming exactly. in on our camera yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody nice. yeah sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> anyway nice uh so uh if people want to get a hold of grails motors and they want to do um a restoration of their own. If they have a, if there are plenty of Avants people in Avants and listeners who definitely would meet the bar for a car yeah. here, how do they get a hold of you? What's the well, they can go that? to uh, griotsmotors.com, G R I O T S, motors.com, and we have all of our contact information there. That's probably the best for, I don't want to send them to the wrong uh, yeah. email or anything like that, but uh, I would reach out through there. Our uh, Kiri, who operates our front desk, is very responsive and she'll get back to you and make sure that the right person has, uh, you know, everything you need. But yeah, we're, we're open for business and we, we love working on people's cars. So if, uh, you know, I know from time to time you do talks and things like that, but you know, Devon's members, if you get a chance to come down here, like for a talk, you know, yeah. I feel like, I mean, don't pass it up. Yeah. Uh, it's a world-class facility. Yeah, you it's could, amazing. You, yeah. They don't, they don't like it when you do, but you can eat off the floor here. So yeah, uh, I have, yeah. I have eaten off the floor a few different times <laughs> just yeah. to do it. Yeah. Just because you can yeah. say you did. I think so. one of the first videos we posted was me eating a donut off the floor. Oh, it works. Now I'm yeah. hungry. I know. Yeah. I should have yeah. brought you donuts. <laughs> I wasn't at home. I'm sorry. I gotta say you guys are from, you know, Bellevue and Seattle and I, yeah, I think we have better donuts down here. Oh, Ooh. I will challenge you. That's a challenge. Oh, that's yes. north right there. Bas- oh yeah. It's yeah. North Bend Bakery. Sorry, North Bend. Oh, okay. It's not Seattle or the, the, the none, of those, none of those big like city donut junk. No meal donuts. North Bend Bakery raises the bar. Yeah, yeah. for everybody. Well, I'll have to try it out. Yeah. I, I consider myself a dote, donut dote. connoisseur. Donut connoisseur. I like my pastries with holes in the middle of them. <laughs> it's so. the chocolate bar. Yes, it's the chocolate bar. Yeah, literally set the bar. So. Yeah. 
Philip, thank you for taking time and staying afterwards. Um, I know you've got a little one at home and a new yeah. one. Congratulations yeah. on that. Well, thank you for uh, that. Coming soon. Um, if, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, know you know how to get hold of him. Yeah, so. you know how to get hold of him. So, uh, yeah. you know, for this episode of the Avance podcast Ooh. at Griot's Motors, hey. I'm Nick. I would have got that wrong. Thank I you. Know. That's okay. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. Yeah.